0: listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. John, how are you doing today? I'm great. How about yourself? It is very wet outside, but Long, I am streaming. I'm super excited to be sitting in here in the studio ready to uh, get into another episode. This has really become a highlight of my week.
1: Yeah, me too, which I don't know if that's sad or awesome, <laughs> but...
0: Yeah, it's great. Um, shout out to uh, Tammy Coker. This yeah. is hot. This is this I mean, is news. This is breaking breaking hot in, news in the
1: Earth Oddity uh, Facebook group. Uh, she took some pictures of, I guess this was the super blood blue full moon or whatever <laughs> yes. it was, but, uh, super
0: blue blood moon. I think is what
1: they call it. There are uh, there's a uh, Definitely something else in the picture, and we she was just wondering what we thought it was. Mm -hmm. And um,
0: well, clearly, it's a UFO, yeah.
1: yeah, No, it's definitely Tammy. That is a UFO. There are probably, um, maybe I would say aliens, it could be military, (laughs) but probably aliens that are. uh, Um, hanging out in the skies over Oxford, Alabama.
0: Yeah, I consider myself a skeptic, but uh, after yeah, I no. took a quick glance at the photos, I did not have thought. time to pour on yeah.
1: over them. But I'm convinced. Oh, let's well, see. So you see right here, it's in motion. That oh, yeah, thing's moving. It is. It you know? is. So that's yeah. that's definitely. I, I'm I'm going to say with 99% certainty that is a UFO and.
0: So everybody in the listening audience, if you want to see a UFO, go to the Earth Oddity Facebook group and yep. you can see the pictures for yourself. Right. Click like on it so she know you checked it out. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And uh, and discuss because I haven't had a chance to comment yeah. on it yet, but uh, no, it's definitely a UFO. Yeah. yeah, aliens over Oxford, Alabama.
1: Aliens over Oxford. It's going to break. That's going to be the next story <laughs> we have to cover next week. Yeah,
0: yeah. Maybe we'll even get interviewed by like the New York Times or somebody. Yeah, right. That's right. And I you know, love that.
1: My sister in law lives over. Well, not in Oxford, but they go to oxford a lot uh they're actually from east aboga alabama mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to all the, our fans in east aboga <laughs> and so uh they hit up oxford a lot so i have to ask her if she's noticed any uh little green men or grays or cattle cattle mutilations yeah. do they have any cattle over there oh they actually do have cows. that's horrifying yeah, cows and horses and all kind of good yeah. stuff yeah so that definitely happened um uh, but yeah so tammy just shout out to you and sorry that the aliens are following you. <laughs> but maybe they're friendly. I mean, they could have came to you because you are the most intelligent life form in
0: Oxford. Most not all, but you know, most alien abductees claim that they're there's some kind of special plan. Right. And that's why they're dealing with them and their families. That's so, right. Yeah. They don't yeah. Go to some Joe
1: Blow like me. <laughs> you <laughs> no, know? No, They no, go to find the people who, who really matter. So Yes. Sammy. Uh, we appreciate you. That's being why we port. haven't
0: interviewed any extraterrestrials right. on this show yet. Not yet. But yeah. fingers crossed. Fingers. This might be the door opening <laughs> for that, So, <laughs> Well, speaking of extraterrestrials, guess who we're fixing to talk about? Who was that?
1: Elon so Musk. <laughs> Mars into an earth-like planet. The fast well, way is drop thermonuclear nuclear weapons over the poles.
0: You're a super villain! <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, uh, now is it true his name is elon musk is short
0: for elongated muskrat. absolutely okay all right just to make <laughs> absolutely sure. 100 percent f- <laughs> confirmed uh this is uh this may be kind of uh old news by the time you hear this yeah. but uh he launched his car he launched his car into orbit last week well i mean if you if, if you, you believe, believe that sort of thing it. yeah right yeah if you <laughs> yeah. believe that happened yeah, it was a it was a big deal because this was their first launch of the Falcon Heavy rocket, right. which is one huge rocket and then two Falcon 9s. Mm-hmm. Stacked side by side, right, and of course and the whole thing launches up into space, and then it comes back down and yeah. lands right on the pad that it launched from. Yeah, no, the
1: landing part was the most. I mean, I guess not the most impressive thing to me, but it was certainly impressive. That,
0: yeah, it about, it, it's amazing we live in a time where they've done this now, what nine or ten yeah, times. Right. It's kind of becoming second half. Yeah, like now. it's like oh yeah, no, <laughs> that, that, that this be big good. huge skyscraper can come down out of space yeah. and land. It coordinated with the yeah, other one too. You, know, it's like, amazing. Uh huh. Um, um, the reason he did this was because they were they were testing the rocket and typically it says here that uh there's a what what they call a mass simulator which is basically just a dummy payload yeah. you know that they launch into space what uh Elon Mr Musk he decided mm-hmm. instead of launching a mass Musk, simu- Muskrat. <laughs> Mr Muskrat instead of launching a mass simulator let's just uh Put my car right in there and launch that into orbit, and uh, it'll be like a huge uh, advertising, yeah, for Tesla. For you Tesla. Know? yeah, I mean, which is his other company. That's really what it was—like a big cross promotion. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Um, they also had a uh, one of their own spacesuits. By the way, It's mm-hmm. like a dummy in a spacesuit, yeah. sitting in the car that they called the Starman. And they were blasting David Bowie's "Space Odyssey." Of course, and it's not just I think that was a nod to us too. You know, we <laughs> yeah, discussed so. that last week. Yeah, and not only uh, is this just a, an, it's not just going to be in Earth's orbit. This car is on its way to, to Mars, Mars right? and yeah. it's going to be in a Martian orbit. Right, and then I hope he
1: goes captures it. It lowers it to Mars, and then remote control drives it around Mars with our rover. There's a rovers that are already there. Yeah. If, I mean, if you believe, that's not a elaborate hoax put on by <laughs> NASA and everything Well, else. I
0: think we all know out there, there's a, a lot of people who think the Earth is flat, and then yes. there's other people who think it's round. Everyone in our audience knows it's really square. It's a yeah. cube. <laughs> that's right. That's the true shape of that's the Earth. That's exactly right. <laughs> um. Mr. Eric Berger of uh, Rs Technica, he said, "No company has ever launched a private payload beyond geostationary orbit before." Berger said, referring to an orbit roughly twenty-two thousand five hundred miles above the Earth. The Holman transfer orbit is critical to understanding how Musk plans to sell the rocket and what its, fl- in its flight after all these years of waiting means for the aerospace industry. Um, says that. It cost $90 million to launch the rocket, which wow. that sounds like a lot of cheese, yeah, but, but like, it used to be that's a third oh yeah. of what all their competitors that's, that's like charge.
1: walking around change for him. Though. Yeah, you know, I mean. Keeps, that's pocket money. You know, he's yeah, the, got that on him.
0: <laughs> the reason it's so much, which I know we're talking about $90 million, but it used to cost hundreds of millions of yeah. dollars to launch stuff into space. The reason it's so um, so cheap now, well, I say cheap, is uh, – well, all their rockets are reusable now, which okay. is amazing. You're, yeah, right. you're paying for fuel. Mm-hmm. You know and I mean, you're paying the salaries of all these people to actually do yeah. it. But you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. used to everything was lost, just about. Oh, yeah. You know, we'd send
1: it up yeah. and then it would. You know, it was done. Except, you know, the shuttle mm-hmm. was, like, probably the one of the biggest engineering feats. That, but there
0: was still, what, I think 30% of it was yeah, reusable. It was right.
1: basically just the shuttle
0: itself. Right, yeah, just
1: the shuttle. And they yeah. still they had to replace, like, the heat tiles mm-hmm. just about every time and
0: all that. Yeah. So he really is, you know, completely changing the aerospace right. industry.
1: Yes. Uh, no, I mean, hats off to Mr. Musk. Uh, Mr. Mus- Muskrat. Mr. Muskrat.
0: You know, uh, which would be his nickname if he and I hung out for sure. You know, he's got a quirky sense of humor. I think that we would uh, we yeah, would get he, along. Yeah. if he, I mean, he would never, you know, come. Maybe we need to tweet him and be like, hey, <laughs> can we just get you to do a, you know, you're listening to Earth Oddity. Maybe we catch him at just the right time. Yeah, right. And he's like, his quirky sense of humor, he's like, I need to go on this this, this two dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Which we are the best podcast you've never heard right. of. Yes, you know, there. anyone out there who has friends tell them Earth Oddity is the right. best podcast you've never heard of before. Exactly. That's yes. our tagline. That, I like that. <laughs> but yeah, no,
1: I could see him landing in the parking lot in like a jet suit and getting out, coming in <laughs> yes. and, and hanging out with us. So But yep. I don't know if Elon Musk has anything on Mad Mike Hughes.
0: He might be more our our speed. Yeah. I believe we can get <laughs>
1: Mad Mike on. Uh, This uh, comes to us from uh, USA Today, uh, and this is Mad Mike Hughes Cancels Rocket Launch to Prove Earth is Flat.
0: Wow. I feel like we've been through this before. Well. But anyway.
1: (laughs) A man who believes Earth is flat and was ready to launch himself from a rocket in California on Saturday afternoon to prove it has canceled his plans, at least for now. Okay. Um he didn't have the required federal permits, plus he had mechanical problems with his motorhome slash rocket launcher. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and that forced, you know, he's a self-taught scientist, Mad Mike Hughes, to put his experiment on hold. Right, right. Um, uh, daredevil limousine driver Mad Mike Hughes is shown <laughs> with his steam-powered rocket constructed out of salvage parts on a five-acre five-acre property that he leases in Apple Valley, California. And he was planning to launch his homemade contraption um, at a speed of roughly 500 miles per hour. But here's the holdup, and this is why um, he was not able to do it. The U.S. Bureau of Land Management told me that they would not allow me to do the event, at least not at that location, Hughes said in a YouTube announcement. Um, it's been very disappointing, he said. So so them. Yeah. So the government is keeping him down here. Uh, Hughes is a 61-year-old limo driver who spent the last few years building a steam-powered rocket out of salvage parts in his garage. Uh, his project has cost him $20,000. Cheaper than
0: Elon <laughs> Musk, I'll say that. <laughs>
1: yeah. And And uh, it includes rust-oleum paint to fancy it up. And a motorhome he bought on Craigslist that he converted into a ramp. Uh, Here again, I'm thinking space balls. <laughs> well, you also see on the side, he's got painted Research Flat Earth. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got madmikehughes.com there. If anybody wants to check out Mad Mike, he looks like a pretty down to earth <laughs> dude, no pun intended. Um, but he said plans have been in the works for more than a year. And uh, that it was the BLM told him that it was up to the FAA to approve the launch, and the FAA told him we can't honestly approve it. We just know that you're going to do it there, which they're giving. What does that even mean? I don't know. They're giving him the runaround. Well, it means they don't want him to find out the Earth's flat is what it means. (laughs) Um, And so as news of the plans to launch begin to spread, uh, BLM uh, Bureau of Land Management, not Black Lives Matter, uh, Mm -hmm. began to push for permits. And uh, he said, we want everyone to, Hughes says here, we want everyone to stay tuned. Adding he has set up a YouTube page where he posts updates, and his plan is to try again next week. And, you know, the fact that his motorhome slash rocket launcher broke down. Yeah. uh, Which, I mean. Bummer. I know he's a daredevil slash limo driver. If you you can't keep your motorhome running, I don't know that I would trust (laughs) the engineering on your rocket that's going to shoot you into, uh, well, I guess you can't say orbit if the Earth is flat. Just shoot you up in the air so you can (laughs) tell everybody. You know, how's he going to document it, too?
0: Uh, Well, I mean, surely he's got a GoPro. I mean, they're not that expensive.
1: The flat Earth people say you can't use a GoPro because it's got like a curved lens or something, and it makes it look curved. So, yeah. Well. I I don't know. I feel like for a fraction of the cost, he could get a weather balloon and, you know, four or five Mm -hmm. iPhones, strap them to the side. Send well, apparently they, air quotes here, yeah, they, they won't let you.
0: Well, no, of course they don't. They don't want us to know that right. the Earth's flat. Um, <laughs> Here's my thing. Um, government, you know, big brother, yeah. just let him launch his rocket. You, you got know? to. I mean, it's his dream. Right. And it, you're just feeding into the conspiracy when exactly. you shut him down, Here's you one, know? Well, yeah, and like I
1: was saying, if I was him, I would, I'm not asking permission. Yeah. I'm shooting it up. But – like I said, too, I guess our anti-missile mm-hmm. defense system or whatever can blow him out of the air. But the chances <laughs> he's going to live through that anyways are pretty slim, I would think. <laughs> I mean, if you got a motorhome as your launch pad. Right. Then, I mean, I've seen some rednecks engineer some really amazing stuff in my life. <laughs> I mean, stuff that you would go, wow. You know, like uh, mm-hmm. the most sophisticated, trained engineer would never think to use a cooler full of ice and a hose running through it with a fan to make an air conditioner in their pickup truck, (laughs) you know, uh, never would have done that because the air is out or whatever. But this, this redneck has figured it out, you know, seven beers deep on a Saturday night. He started this project in his garage and I guarantee that's what mad Mike did too. Yeah. So one day he's like, boom. I'm out to prove the Earth's
0: flat, and mm-hmm. I'm going to make me a thing. So, Well, I don't want to question the guy's sincerity, but I've read in earlier articles, because this is a story I've actually followed. We oh. just haven't had a chance to talk about it on the show yet. Hmm. Um, I think he's actually gotten some funding yeah. from some flat Earth people out there, and so I don't know if if he's using this as a, a means to get funded or if right. he truly believes that the Earth is flat. I, I, I don't think it matters. I yeah. think we just need to let him yeah. launch his rocket. I mean, let the dude launch his rocket. Launch it. You want to you go up, go up. And then and I mean, have you know what maybe they could have like some medical uh, emergency personnel yeah. on hand for when he <laughs> comes falling back down to earth. <laughs> I mean,
1: but I mean, he's is a steam powered so. You know, there's a chance it could explode, you know, steam engines used to explode mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, but I feel like you you don't have that combustible fuel mm-hmm. element. So maybe you won't blow up. But,
0: you know, what this guy needs is a Patreon page exactly. because I would kick in five bucks. Yeah, right. And I think there's probably at least, I don't know, a uh-huh. hundred people out there. <laughs> probably more than that. There's you more know than what I'm saying? That. People would kick in $5 to see him do right. this, whether you believe in a flat earth or not. The flat
1: earth lobby, you mm-hmm. know, like that group of people, is way bigger than you would think because I've debated them before <laughs> online. And right. You can, Trying
0: to prove to them that the earth is cube-shaped. Yeah, right, And they yes. just won't
1: hear it. Uh, and I've just gotten to where it's just really not even worth discussing <laughs> it with them because they're not changing their opinion. Right. And I'm not changing my opinion, so we're mm-hmm. just here. And really... It, to me in the grand scheme of things whatever shape the earth is it doesn't matter because <laughs> right. i'm just going to live and die on it regardless of what shape it is so yeah. i'm just going to handle my business here like i'm supposed to so but yeah i mean props to mad mike i hate the man is shutting him down you know, know. that they them the those people who don't want it to happen air quotes included so Maybe he'll get up in the air. Maybe his motorhome will work next week and he can launch it.
0: I hope so. Well, I have another story here from USA Today. And the headline here is, Man steals car outside Minnesota Walmart and then calls the owner for help. (laughs) Here we go. St. Cloud, Minnesota. A thief who stole a woman's car outside of a Minneapolis Walmart Monday night called the owner because he was having trouble starting it, according to a criminal complaint filed in Stearns County District Court. All right. According to Sartell, uh, Minnesota, police, and according to the police report, the car owner told police she auto-started her car from inside the store that evening uh, to warm it up. Right. But instead of coming out of the store and finding it warmed up, she found it gone. Wow. <laughs> uh the car was eventually found in aisle about an hour away along with a man suspected of stealing it walmart video surveillance showed a man driving away with a vehicle at around 8:35 p.m he was later identified as 37 year old edward leroy wilson the police report said about 10:30, the owner and this is this is where it gets kind of Strange. Yeah. So maybe you out there in the audience can help me understand this. About 10.30 p.m., the owner received a call from a woman saying that there was a man asking her questions about the car. So how did she get her number, and right. why was this guy asking this person yeah. about the car? I don't know. But Wilson then spoke to the owner on the phone, and he told her his name was Wayne Hennon, and he worked for a glass repair shop. <laughs> So I guess the glass repair shop just come and got her car. I guess so. After Wilson parked the car, it would not start again. So he called to ask if she would contact someone who could start it up for him. So basically, hey, can you start this car up for me remotely so we can fix the glass? (laughs) During the phone call, Isle police responded to a suspicious person complaint and found that it was Wilson in the stolen car. Mm -hmm. After being arrested, Wilson admitted to stealing the vehicle and that he knew it wasn't a good idea to get in the vehicle. (laughs) So maybe you should have listened to that still small voice telling you not to steal the car.
1: Just on advice, I'm I'm not even a lawyer, but (laughs) as someone who's watched a few Law and Orders, you shouldn't admit guilt right away. (laughs) I'm just going to say that. I and mean, You have the right to remain silent, yes. and
0: you should do that, probably. And
1: as my parents will tell you, my motto for life is deny everything. You know, <laughs> when caught, deny, 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 <laughs> until there's no way out, and then admit it. And he's immediately just like, yeah, it's probably a bad idea was, for me to do this. <laughs> yeah, I've re- I shouldn't have stole that car.
0: But I, feel I like, did, but I shouldn't have done it. And maybe things
1: are different at northern Walmarts and southern Walmarts, but I would never— even if I had the capability to remote start my car, remote start my car in a Walmart <laughs> right. parking lot. Right. That's asking for it to get stolen to me, you know. I yeah. don't know what the deal is. But secondly, if you do jump in a remotely started car and drive off, uh, when it stops working, you know, like I guess there's probably some kind of time limit it'll run without having the key in it. That's yeah. how I imagined it in my mind when I was looking at the article.
0: I'm not wealthy enough to afford those Yeah, me either. Cars. I am not
1: fancy enough for that. Yeah. Uh, and it stops working you just get out and leave it don't call anybody <laughs> maybe he was yeah. drink. he had to be drinking or something i don't something. know i
0: don't know maybe set it on fire right right
1: <laughs> well i i got another uh uh criminal story and this one comes from lovely mounville alabama
0: All which right. is just a short what yeah, 30 minute drive from
1: us yeah we're sitting here right here it's probably about 30 miles or you know maybe 35 miles from us but mounville one of my favorite places in alabama i love mounville mm-hmm it was the Big Apple of the Mississippian era, if you didn't know. <laughs> right. Uh, large, if you're not familiar with Moundville, um, large Indian mounds there built by Mississippian area Indians. It was
0: like, huge. it's a huge site. You can whole, look at it on Google Earth. Yeah, It's right. pretty neat. It's yeah. really awesome. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool.
1: And, and very impressive that they did that. you know, With baskets of, of dirt. Yeah, and, baskets you know? of dirt. And they Not had with bulldozers. A, you know how big it is there. I mean, yeah, that's it's like, huge. Ain't no telling me how many acres it is, mm-hmm. but they had a wall around the whole thing, too. You yeah, know? that's crazy. Which is crazy, too. So, uh, yeah, Moundville, awesome. So, uh, Moundville man faces charges in Captain Crunch assault.
0: <laughs>
1: a Moundville man is accused of assaulting his roommate during a fight over stale Captain Crunch. Saying the cereal was too difficult to eat without teeth. <laughs> so well,
0: he has a point.
1: Yes. Uh, <laughs> the man was charged, this is according to the Mountville Times. Yeah. Uh, was charged with misdemeanor domestic violence uh, slash assault, and he's accused of attacking the victim with a laptop cord on Friday. Oh, man. But he, I bet you he, he went hit him man up, on man. that. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I want to <laughs>
0: strap the back of them legs. <laughs> over Captain Crunch. Well, I mean, uh, as someone who Did he think it was his roommate's fault that it was too hard to eat without teeth?
1: So, uh, according to the suspect, who was 52, he became angry because his roommate, quote, tore the bag when he opened it and did not do anything to keep the cereal fresh. (laughs) uh, The suspect asked him, uh, this is a quote, asked him if he knew how hard it was to eat stale cereal without any teeth and allegedly demanded the victim remove his dentures to try some. <laughs> <laughs> The victim told police the suspect assaulted him with a lap tar- laptop <laughs> charger cord. <laughs> he refused.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: so, but here's another bizarre thing. This is the second time in recent weeks that a Moundville resident has been accused of domestic violence after fight after a fight involving food. Okay, in December, a man was charged with third degree domestic violence during a fight over a slice of cheesecake he had cut for his half brother. Uh-oh. The brother said the piece was too small for a grown <laughs> blank man,
0: according to police
1: reports, and the
0: fight turned violent um so <laughs> people in mouth a little touchy over their food. well, I'll say this I have you know. There have been times in my life when I was handed the the server and instructed to cut the cake or the pie or right. whatever. And, you know, fortunately, my brother's a good sport, and he always got a bigger piece. But sometimes just to pick at him, I would cut like a right. ridiculously small piece, <laughs> just just messing with him, you know. And he would, ha, ah, ha, ha, ha. And then he gets another piece. But this dude took it serious.
1: Yeah. So oh, yeah, he'll...
0: no, don't mess. And also – I have three kids,
1: and right. we have cereal at our house all the time. And I'm not a big cereal eater anymore. Mm-hmm. I was at one time in my life, but I hate it. We actually get the cereal, mm-hmm. pour it into like a Tupperware container, and uh, and it's got a snap lid on it and all that because it's just easier for everybody to deal with. I hate See, that's go, smart because
0: yeah. what we always do is just cram right. the the open and back down into well, the box. Also, it's 2018, and mm-hmm.
1: we're launching rockets and returning them to Earth, and we haven't figured out to make a cereal bag Ziploc on the top. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to me at all. Malto Mill. Oh, yeah. Malto mill got them. Go, the, get, the, go like, get the Malto
0: Mill, yes. Well, you,
1: you get, like, the cheap, you know, whatever, Lucky Charms, mm-hmm. and, 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 like, the huge, like, family bag. Yeah. And they are, mm-hmm. but you go get Lucky Charms. which They've spent all that money
0: on, on Lucky the Leprechaun. Yeah, the Leprechaun's
1: taking all their cash. <laughs> yeah. But it's frustrating to get still, sterile, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know that I beat my kids with a laptop charger cord, (laughs) but uh, I might, you know, take a belt to them or something. Not really. I hadn't whipped my kids with a belt. I use my hand. My (laughs) hand does the job. I can spank a butt with his hand, you know? I'm not an intimidating guy. But I'll pop you on the butt with it, and it'll sting real bad. My wife will tell you I'll pop you right on the tail with it, and uh, and it'll sting. So you know, I, sting so good. Oh yeah, oh yeah, good sting in certain circumstances. <laughs> <I was> gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna uh, save us here. Let's move along.
0: Dallas sledgehammer spree ends with 12 police cars damaged right. and a man in jail. He needs a spanking. <laughs> yeah, he does. At least 12 police cars were damaged Sunday morning. A Dallas man, set to turn 59 on Wednesday, is in custody for allegedly smashing a dozen uh, police squad cars with a sledgehammer over the weekend. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) This dude straight up went Hulk for some reason. Look at that. It's all busted up. (laughs) Yeah. The spree was eventually stopped by an unarmed officer and Dallas cops... Ended up giving the suspect, Gregory Simpson, an early birthday present, an arrest and time in jail. Mm. He is very lucky that that guy didn't turn the sledgehammer and assault him, Michael Mata, president of the Dallas Police Association, told uh, WFAA. The marshals would have had to come out, and it could have turned into a deadly force confrontation. So, fortunately, that didn't happen. Yeah. I mean... I, was, I think you could dodge a sledgehammer. I'll just say that. I, I, I don't know that. You better course. dodge. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> not let him, let him connect.
1: My agility is not too great, but I feel like I could. If you're swinging an eight pound sledge, I can get out of the way if I know it's coming. That's Unless it's Thor. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I have to shoot you over it. I can dodge <laughs> yeah. a little bit.
0: Dallas police say Gregory Simpson broke into the parking lot at the Dallas City Marshal's Office Detention Center just after 5 a.m. Sunday morning before turning into a one man wrecking crew <laughs> <Hulk> smash. <laughs> it was not immediately clear why police have Simpson start why police believe Simpson started swinging the sledgehammer, but he was charged with criminal mischief and is being held at North Tower Detention Facility on a $50,000 bond. And look at that mug. Yeah. I mean, oh, he's, his, he's happy about it. He is. His <laughs> eyes
1: are not lined up right, by the way. <laughs> yeah. You know.
0: The incident has sparked calls from the union for tighter security at the Dallas police facilities and fixes, including the installation of bulletproof glass and better fencing, according to Fox 4. We're seeing this time and time again. An individual who either has the onset or the mindset to either injure officers or injure property shows up and we roll the dice, Mattis said. And we are lucky that he didn't try to kill an officer or that an officer didn't have to kill him. Hmm. The police and their facilities in Dallas have been targeted in recent years. Most notably in 2016 when a sniper killed five officers at an anti-police brutality march, which yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I do too. That's so why they sent
1: the robot in and like killed the dude, oh, right? Oh, they got the dude. Yeah. They got him bad.
0: Yeah. Um, Shame it came to that. It really is. First yeah. of
1: all, you shouldn't go around shooting people anyways. I mean, police <laughs> yeah. officers or otherwise, but if yeah. you're going to shoot police officers, uh, you should have a robot blow you up. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, you yeah. shoot anybody, really. I'm, I'm anti-shooting people. I
0: agree. You know? I agree. The city's south-central patrol station was also fired at in a drive-by shooting in 2017, and Dallas police headquarters was shot at. What's going on in Dallas? They do not like their cops. I don't know. I mean, which may—I mean, I don't think that there are steps to go through when you have a grievance against the city or against the police department, and those should be exhausted first. Uh, But I don't know. I don't know if there's something that's sparking all this outrage or not, but— there I needs mean, to be some kind of kumbaya session going on between the, the people and the right. police.
1: <laughs> I, I'm a police supporter. I I'm, I got family members that have been in law enforcement mm-hmm. for forever. I love them, and, and I know they got a super difficult job. Yeah, they do, because they're, they're dealing most yeah, of the time with, right. like, the dregs of society. There's a reason I'm not a communist, because I would shoot everybody, <laughs> you know? Like, right? right. You just talk back to me, I'd shoot you. Right? Yeah. So I don't have the temperament for it. Uh, I will say that this dude, to me, when I read that, was like— uh, this is somebody who's had his property seized, and mm-hmm. he's mad about it, so he's going to get some money out of them. You know, like, I'm. well, you took, you know, I'm going to take you down with you yeah. kind of thing. you pulled me over, and I had $10,000 in cash in the trunk, and you took it, and I wouldn't mm-hmm. do anything wrong now. I can't get it back because they're yeah. saying it's drug money or whatever. Now, so I'm just going to go bust some windshields out. Mm-hmm. You know. Civil asset forfeiture, forfeiture to me, mm-hmm. is like, uh, I, and I realize why the police do it and everything, but to me, it's like one of the most unconstitutional things in the world. Not right. trying to get too deep on our funny <laughs> podcast, but if that something like that were to happen to me, if I was accused of a crime, they come and mm-hmm. seize my property, even if I ha- if I if I haven't done it or whatever, mm-hmm. I would I would probably be like, well, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna have to take a sledgehammer to your car. Or yeah, you but know. see
0: now you're now you're worse. You yeah, know? I know. Now I know. not only do you not have that. <laughs> That property that they took from you unconstitutionally, now now you're in jail, too. Now you're thinking logically, and that makes (laughs) perfect sense. But, I mean, I'm just not going to let somebody take all my stuff. I just can't do it without fighting back. What you do is you put on the hoodie, and you (laughs) leave the flaming bag of poo. Right. (laughs) You know, something you're not going to get caught for. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Leave it at
1: misdemeanor level, you know. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, uh, where are you? How did to be all right let me ask
0: do you love mcdonald's french fries uh you know mcdon my my son he loves happy meals of course and, you know um i'm not the biggest fan of mcdonald's oh, yeah? uh, and I, and i will say that i mean i like most all French fries. I'm a lover of all French fries, but they're not my favorite. I like the big, thick wedges. What? Sorry. I, to me, mm-hmm. All right, and I'm going to prove... But I do like them. In fact, <laughs> I had some for lunch today. I'm going to prove my point here
1: in just a second with this article. But okay. McDonald's fries are top of the line. There will never be another fry to meet <laughs> the level that McDonald's fries has reached. For me, I love them. Right. I mean, Wendy's fries are okay. I put them like at two, you know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe 1B. Uh, Burger King fries no uh, Arby fries are bottom of the line uh <laughs> oh man I do not like Arby's fries at all I would uh I would uh I could do without Arby's fries for the rest of my life I don't <laughs> like the curly fries okay. they don't taste good it doesn't you can drown them in Arby sauce still I don't like fries. Well see fries.
0: there's where you're messing up you you put them in horsey sauce Oh well maybe I'll try that <laughs> okay. I hadn't done that <laughs>
1: But a chemical in McDonald's fries could cure baldness, study says. (gasps) Seriously? That's right, yes. So that's another, I mean, I don't see anybody else's fries curing baldness. (laughs) Uh, Japanese scientists may have discovered a cure for baldness, and it lies with the chemical used to make McDonald's fries. You're kidding. No, I'm not. This comes from (laughs) Newsweek.com. A stem cell research team from yokohama national university used a simple method to regrow hair on mice by using let's see if i can get this right okay dimethyl polycyoxane. excellent (laughs) the silicone added to mcdonald's fries to stop cooking oil from frothing all right so if you dump Mm -hmm. frozen fries in
0: something it tends to uh... Yeah, the oil crackle and pop and yeah. burn your arm.
1: And if you're dumping, you know, making thousands of pounds of prize every day, that's a problem you can't have. It's making a more mess than you need or whatever. Right. So preliminary tests indicated that the groundbreaking method was likely to be just as success, successful when transferred to human skin cells. Um, huh. According to the study, um, which was released in some health journal or uh, scientific journal, of course. Um, Scientists successfully mass produced hair follicle germs, which were created for the first time ever in this way. And the key for the mass production was the choice of the substance materials for the culture vessel. So I don't know if they like rub some fries in the bottom (laughs) of it. Like maybe the guy eating was a fatty and he was on lunch break and next thing you know. This says we use oxygen permeable. Dimethyl polysiloxane (PDMS) as a bottom of the culture at the bottom of the culture vessel, and it worked very well. <laughs> and as you can see, if you go to the show notes and you look at, they got it. There's there's
0: the generated hair on the mouse. Yeah, so, that's there. Yeah, and I mean, you see the back of a bald mouse. That's right. And then you see what looks like some hair plugs, it's but exactly it's not. What it looks it's like. uh, French fry stuff. He's
1: uh, he's a part of mice. Club, hair club for mice <laughs> uh, the simple method is very robust and promising uh, Fukuda said who is one of the scientists uh, so we hope this technique will re, will improve human hair regenerative therapy to treat hair loss such as andronic adronic alopecia. okay it's smell pattern ball easy for you to say <laughs> yes uh, and here was to me if we can get in on this on the ground floor. In 2016, the U.S. hair loss treatment manufacturing industry was worth $6 billion. Wow. Yeah. And McDonald's didn't respond to a request for comment at the time of this publication. Huh. Which I would have been on this and been like, why do you think Ronald McDonald has such a luscious head? <laughs> pro. Red yeah, Pro. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I don't it's know about McDonald's didn't. fries. McDonald's fries are the best to me. Just shout out to Rick Hanna, my friend who owns several McDonald's around West Alabama. Graduated high school with him. Awesome dude. I love it. Love your fries. Uh I mean, if you want to sponsor the podcast, that'd yeah. be
0: great. I mean, just just hit me up, man. You know how to get in touch with me, Rick. <clears throat> <clears throat> that is awesome, man. Yes. And uh um my wife, she's you know, she's been complaining about, you know, some of the um the lactation stuff that she's taking, sure. you know, like you know, messing up with her hair. Yeah, oh, we just need to rub a bunch of uh, McDonald's That's fries exactly. on her head. That's exactly. It right up. Hey, babe, I got a
1: whole bag of fries here.
0: So um, yeah, next time, next time she's complaining about it, be like, I got the cure yeah, right, right here. Show her that picture of that rat. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to look like this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next story. Um. Do you remember the fat fatberg? I, vaguely, I didn't when I read the
1: headline, but <laughs> okay. I do. Once I read the article, I do remember. it.
0: <clears throat> this was a story from a few years ago, um, of a huge, disgusting mass that was found in a, a London sewer system. Yeah, that they had to crane out, and it was a hilarious story at the time. Right, there was no earth oddity at that time. No, but we get to talk about it now because apparently there's going to be uh, part of it has been preserved and is be, uh, being put on. Uh, Display in a London museum. Yes, exactly. Uh, London's newest museum attraction is a greasy smell is greasy smelly and a glimpse at the hidden underside of urban life. <laughs> the Museum of London's latest display is a chunk of the one hundred and thirty thousand kilogram fatberg Golly. that was blasted out of the city sewer last year. Mm. It took sewage workers with jet hoses nine weeks to dislodge. The 250 meter long mass of oil, fat, diapers, and baby wipes from beneath Whitechapel (laughs) in the city's East End, which that was old Jack the Ripper's old hunting grounds. Right. (laughs) Uh, Who's uh, flushing
1: diapers, by the way? Not me. Yeah, I I would love
0: to, but I wouldn't
1: dare try. No, I mean everybody should
0: know. (laughs) Don't flush your diapers. The museum has (laughs) lovingly preserved a chunk the size of a shoebox. Whose consistency a curator likens to Parmesan crossed with moon rock. So that's quite the combination. Yeah. Uh, close examination reveals the presence of tiny flies. Mm. Three nested transparent boxes protect visitors from potentially deadly bacteria and from the fat bird's nauseous smell. Yeah, I would think it's got a little, <laughs> yeah. got a little stink to it. Uh, curator Vicky Sparkles, which I just want to say is a lovely <laughs> that name. is. For someone who's curator well, of the Fatberg, like we were discussing
1: like if Fatberg was a wrestler,
0: you know, Vicky yeah. Sparkles would be his ring girl, you know. Yes, <clears throat> she would uh like well, escort him down. <laughs> yeah, like probably hold a big giant fur coat when oh, he got yeah, in the ring exactly. for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like,
1: hook his opponent's leg when he's over by the rope. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, she says that the lump started out smelling like a used <laughs> diaper, which I've, I've, I'm smelling those at the, at the oh, moment yeah, in no. my life, uh, that you may have forgotten about and found a few weeks later. The Fatberg has now mellowed to a damp Victorian basement. Oh, boy. So it's gone from used dirty diaper, weeks old, to yeah. damp Victorian basement. <laughs> it's disgusting and fascinating, she said, of the Fatberg. And that's what's been great to work with it, is that it just has this impact on people, <laughs> which is shocking to me, you know, that is this is this interesting. Uh, the museum is so confident of the item's ick appeal that the exhibition titled Fatberg, exclamation point, uh, comes with a selection of merchandise, including T-shirts and Fatberg fudge, which I just want to put a shout out to uh, our one UK listener. That's right. Uh, I really need a fatburg T-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I will pay it, pay for it, and pay shipping and handling. Yeah, if you can just give. I me wouldn't that. mind some Fatberg fudge. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, sounds sounds delicious. Yeah, I'd take that. Um, sure. Sparkles considers the fatburg a natural for the museum, which charts the city's ancient and modern history. The word itself, a habit of fat and iceberg, which I got that. <laughs> yeah is one of London's gifts to the world and was coined by the city's sewer workers and entered the Oxford English Dictionary in 2015. Okay. Hmm. Um, Fatbergs are a growing menace for cities around the world but remain mysterious. Fatbergs aren't really that well understood how they form, how quickly they form, and what they are, said Sparkles. She said museum curators struggle to figure out how to preserve the volatile (laughs) sample ...of the mass of detritus mixed with cooking fat, palm oil, and oils found in products like hair conditioner and body lotion. They debated tickling it, but decided no, (laughs) that it would probably dissolve and turn into toxic sludge. That's how you get the the Ninja Turtles, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. Freezing was also rejected, and in the end, the sample was air-dried. The first chunk to undergo the process was uh, unsuccessful and deteriorated, but the second attempt succeeded... Hmm. The exhibition is a sobering look at the effects of daily waste, but it does contain some good news. Most of the Whitechapel fatberg was delivered to Argent Energy, a company that turns waste into biofuel, which I think that is awesome. Yeah, that's a good idea. (laughs) Yeah. Some of the sludge that once choked the sewer system is now fueling London's double-decker buses. (laughs) Uh, there is an upside, said Argent Spokesman, Dixon Posnett, but it would be nicer for us if we could collect the fat before it even goes into the sewers. It right. would be nicer for the people of London and for uh, us as well. Okay. So, Well, I had, all right, so when I owned the restaurant, yeah. we
1: didn't do, we were a sandwich shop. Mm-hmm. We didn't do any like cooking, no grease really or anything, but right. I was required by the city to buy a grease trap mm-hmm. um, because of things like this. Because there of Fatberg. Like, because of Fat Bird, right. So I had to spend $785 on a, <laughs> yes, on a grease trap I didn't need um, to put it in there. And then the city pays a guy who will just come into your restaurant, open it up, and make sure it's cleaned out. Right. But I never cleaned it out once because we didn't use any grease. So thank you, Fat Bird. <laughs> you cost me $785. But – I agree. You, you just can't I mean people pour everything down the drain yeah. or whatever and it it eventually is going to
0: pile up, you know. Uh, huge shout out to uh, an old roommate of mine, <coughs> Daniel Cable. Uh, I worked in a uh, uh a fish fry place called Skipjacks oh, yeah. you know, many 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 years ago and when we would filter out the the oils in the fryers, mm-hmm. uh, you would they would all come out in this pan and yeah. you would get like this Layer of what was left of the batter, like fish crumbs and uh-huh. stuff, you know, all those little crispies oh, yeah. that you eat at uh, Captain D's. Yes. And then on top of that, there would be like a layer of grease that had solidified and uh, it was like thick, waxy type substance, you know. I'm sure you've seen his oh, Crisco, yeah. basically. Know all about it. And uh, it kind of looked like a piece of lemon pie. And I remember uh, our old roommate, he was over at the store one day, and we cut a piece of it and like told him it was on the house and like, gave <laughs> it to him, and he, he bit into it. It was hilarious. I, I would have loved it. <laughs> yeah.
1: So people would just, you know in times past, would pour stuff like that straight in the drain, go mm-hmm. into your sewer system, then you get a fat bird <laughs> yeah. going on, and... You know, then we now, get to talk about it on the show. Right. And as a person, I love art. I'm not an artist in right. any way, but I love art. And mm-hmm. um, art, you know, is to elicit a reaction. You know, that's one of the main purposes of art, whether positive or negative. Some people, right. you know, get all mad because somebody does some art they don't like. And, and that's like, what the
0: artist wants. Yeah, right. Yeah they're,
1: yeah. they're just eliciting that reaction out of it, which should show you like, okay, that's got that reaction out of me. I, you know, am actually into art, you know, more than <laughs> I would let on. But, um, right. But I don't know that I would go to the Fatberg exhibit outside to get some fudge. Outside of getting some fudge, well, I'm a sucker for fudge, by the way.
0: <laughs> Love it. In case you do want to go see Fatberg, exclamation point! <laughs> it, exclamation is, point. it is on display uh, n- from now until July 1st, and admission is free. It's not going to cost you a thing to go see Fatberg. Okay. So, hey, maybe uh, UK listeners, uh, maybe y'all want to take some selfies and put them up in our uh, Instagram. Yeah. Let us know about it. That'd be great. Now. Uh, got another story out of britain this
1: comes from the telegraph mm-hmm. uh the uk telegraph um <laughs> and i feel like it's connected to fatberg in a way <laughs> uh gangster accused of swallowing drugs goes three weeks without a bowel movement as oh, police tweet snap. hashtag poo watch <laughs> <laughs> so a uh, shout out to eric goss who uh brought this story to our attention we well, uh well he uh I just feel like uh, if hashtag Poo Watch is going to turn into another (laughs) fat bird for this dude. um, A gangster has gone three weeks without a bowel movement. That sounds dangerous. Yeah. In an attempt to stop police finding drugs he swallowed. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. The man arrested in Harlow, Essex uh, on January 17th is charged with two counts of possessing Class A drugs with intent to supply. Well, nobody's going to be getting them now. Uh, (laughs) Or they might. (laughs) Yes. He's accused of swallowing a drug stash and is being kept in custody. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, Officers have been tweeting updates of what they have described as poo watch. (laughs) (laughs) And here's one of them. Uh, This is a tweet. London gang nominal arrested for failing to stop for police in possession with intent to supply Class A drugs. Mel doesn't think we have the power to keep him until he removes said items from his bottom. (laughs) (laughs) And it's got a poop emoji. (laughs) Classy. (laughs) Yeah, really classy. (laughs) Uh, uh, On Wednesday was day 21, and it says, For our man on hashtag poo watch, still no movement (laughs) slash items to report. He will remain (laughs) with us until Friday when we are back to court. Uh, where we will be requesting a further eight days should he not produce anything before the hearing. Man. Yeah. Uh, Then uh, uh, later, another tweet was, male doesn't seem to understand that he'll eventually need to have to go. Another poo watch tweet uh, is, uh, day 20 is coming to an end and still no movement. Sorry for the delay in updates. The teams are busy covering this and other ongoing investigations. Now, um, to me... I don't know what he swallowed, but I right. feel like it would it would be absorbed into his body by now. Three weeks is yeah. like,
0: you know, that's like, a big deal. Like, I'm wondering, ex- he might win. He might win
1: this. What are they expecting to get out of him is what I'm, you know, like... I mean, maybe if it was in a baggie or something, like if you swallowed some, you know, whatever baggies of Coke yeah. or something, then they're going to be like plastic bags left in there that I guess someone would have to test, which... If you're the dude down in the lab, and when he finally goes, <laughs> they're like, "Hey, buddy, we got to, you. Got to look, search this over. That's a horrible job."
0: <laughs> but
1: let me just read this. This is from the chief superintendent of the Essex Police. Uh, just for our child, children listeners, and adults as well. This is his quote. Drug dealing and gang lifestyle is not glamorous. You'll be exploited by the victim or perpetrator of violence. You'll spend your days wondering whether a rival dealer or police officer will find you first. You'll be expected to courier and deliver drugs, and that might involve you swallowing or carrying them inside you, which is particularly dangerous. If you are arrested and suspected of having drugs inside you, we can and will keep you in custody until you produce them. It's important that the Essex police continues to highlight the reality around drug and gang-related crime. So let that be a lesson to all you youngsters out there that if you're in England... Mm-hmm. To our one guy over in England, <laughs> yeah. you buddy, I don't be trafficking drugs and have to
0: swallow them because they're going to keep you in there until you poop them out. <laughs> and uh, also, I looked this up on Twitter just now. Yeah. It's still going. Uh, Poowatch uh, hashtag Poowatch enters twenty fourth day as drug <laughs> suspect refuses to use the toilet. So, <laughs> well, I, I don't. I, I got to be honest. I'm kind of fascinated now. I'm going to follow this. I've already thought
1: about it. All right. You, here's what you do you gotta have the guy at the cafeteria put some laxative in his food I mean that's really all you gotta do <laughs> yeah. give him prune juice that's your only thing you're allowed to drink you it know. didn't say
0: anything on him or it didn't say anything about him being on hunger strike right. so yeah.
1: maybe so here's you know here's your chocolate cake with some X lax in it and yeah. let's let's bring this case to a close <laughs> you know so to speak yes. which and, and I, mm, without revealing too much information about myself Right. Um how are they gonna keep him from going to the bathroom and flushing it? And, you know, he's gotta be like under constant supervision, I would imagine. And you know, usually there's just like a toilet in there yeah. and you just go and flush it real quick. You know, that's what I'd if I was this dude when I had to go, well, mm-hmm. you wait till the guard turns
0: his back, you swoop and poop, flush it <laughs> on down and, and maybe that's what he already did well, I like think, I think, don't they have him in a cell that doesn't have one though? I think I they got so. him in like a like a room surely, somewhere where surely. Maybe he has a bucket. I don't well, know. Yeah, I mean, what if he's got to take a leak? You know, I don't know. Just pee on the floor. I, I guess, guess it so. don't matter
1: if you're like holding your dookie in. Or whatever.
0: But you just Again, just, police officers. Shout out yeah, to police yeah. officers. They have yeah. a bad job. The
1: guy down in forensics is who I feel sorry <laughs> oh, for. You man. know, I mean, you're going to have to go picking through that.
0: Okay, well, man, we are. Uh, we really need to move on. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna skip a couple that I had for. Maybe some other time, and I'm going to go straight into this one a van where body was found was set to be auctioned by police. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, and this happened in Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. So, not too far away. Yeah. No, um, oh,
1: Memphis, buddy.
0: <laughs> Memphis. Memphis police had already started the process to auction off a van in its <laughs> impound lot when its owner returned weeks later and found a body inside, <laughs> sources say. Did they list it like has a slight smell? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That would be that'd be interesting <laughs> to know. But uh, a letter was sent to uh, Pablo Castor, the owner, that his van was going to be auctioned off if he didn't come and pick it up. A so civil he,
1: asset forfeiture right there. That's what they're <laughs> so, doing. They yeah, took his stuff. They, they, took, right. his,
0: they took his van yeah. and his body. And his body. <laughs> I mean, he deserved it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh says, uh, so he rushed over there to get it out of the impound lot, and then when he inspected the van, okay, not the police officers, this is <laughs> Mr. Pablo Castor inspecting his own van, because they probably roughed it up, or he was thinking yeah. maybe they did. Yeah. Uh, there was a body in there. Okay. Uh, a source also confirmed that pictures were taken of the van, but no one ever saw the body. Police said Wednesday that the person who was located inside the van has not yet been identified, but uh, he do- and he doesn't match the description of any uh missing persons reports that they have. Hmm. Uh the survive- the surviving victim did not know the dead man's name, police said, at least 3 levels of inspection. 3. John. Wow. 3 levels of inspection failed to turn up a dead body of a homicide victim <laughs> that sat at the police impound lot after three men were shot during a robbery on December 18th. Wow. So December, So since December, this dude has just been in the impound lot in a van. Just chilling. Yeah, I guess so. The temperatures have been kind of cold in Tennessee. so That's maybe, true. Yeah. That's true. Mayor Jim Strickland said Wednesday uh, he had called for an immediate investigation. This is absolutely not acceptable. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, it was a clear violation of policy. I await the investigation and look forward to the director, uh, <laughs> holding whatever parties are responsible accountable. Well, I would just like to say I'm glad yeah. that I'm not on no, watch. If seat you're for the this. inspector, if you're one of those inspectors, you're like, "Ooh, honey,
1: <laughs> maybe make it a job change soon." <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, anytime the police department takes custody of a vehicle, they need to review that vehicle and do an inventory of what's inside. Okay. Like before they even have it yeah, towed, they're right. supposed to check it out and yeah. take an inventory of what's yeah, in there. Yeah,
1: there's like got to be some steps. you, you Yeah, do.
0: says you know, well that obviously wasn't done, <laughs> 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 and there was there was not a complete inventory of the vehicle. Otherwise, the body would have been found. The vehicle had supposedly been inspected by the crime scene unit, uh, <laughs> uniform patrol, and workers at the impound lot. So. Typically, on a crime scene, before Metro Police tow a vehicle, they need to do inventory and they search the vehicle, and then they fill out a towing slip with that information on it and give that to the tow truck driver. The tow truck driver hands off the slip at the impound lot, and someone there needs to check its accuracy by researching the vehicle to make sure nothing, yeah. make sure the driver didn't swipe anything. Right. Uh, they then check the vehicle into the impound lot. However, in a case where a critical injury is involved like this one, protocol is different according to multiple m p d sources the m p d will secure the vehicle and then they'll have it towed to what's called the tunnel at the impound Ooh, lot, which the is uh, yeah, this is the inside of a warehouse where they process the vehicle for fingerprints and they search it thoroughly in a controlled environment. basically all that stuff you see on c s i yeah. uh the tow truck the tow truck driver would have the towing slip that says the vehicle needs to be processed still. Um, typically, the processing of the vehicle will happen within 24 to 48 hours by a detective and crime scene officer. They'll obtain a search warrant depending on the circumstances, and then after they search it, the vehicle will be moved to the impound lot. So, obviously, none of this, not yeah. none of that... happened
1: you know bad news they're pinning that on the tow truck driver i guarantee you you know it was like oh he didn't bring the slip you know it's on him and (laughs) they're they're not gonna take the fall for it they've all gotten together and i'm like who can we put this on they're like tow (laughs) truck driver that's why it's mentioned in there like three times they had it in the article (laughs) setting
0: it up i would like to think that uh the tow truck driver is like this sherlock holmes looking dude (laughs) who's (laughs) like by Jove, there's a body in this automobile (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> I mean, um, what a monumental!
0: You know, like when they discovered that body, somebody was like, "Oh, I got to call some- the boss with this <laughs> one." You know, I know this has happened. I mean, not on this, not to this scale, yeah. but you know how sometimes you mess up and you can blame it on other people, but then sometimes you mess yeah. up and there's nothing, nothing that you can, can say. Right. I mean, it's so bad. All you do is just hold your, hang your head, right. and, You're like, and hey, that's on me, guys. I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. my bad.
1: Yeah, I know I was supposed to check the back of the van but uh, I was it's almost quitting time I was ready to go home that long day I thought I would do it tomorrow you know, the other day after and then I things came up and I just forgot. Drop a ball. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everybody.
0: That's the only thing you can say in that situation. Yeah, yeah that's a you bad mean. situation. Yeah, you know. I'm so glad it's not me. <laughs> me too, man. man. That's something I would there's, do. Because there's been stuff before where, hey, you need to do this. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'll get to it. Oh, I know. And yeah. then, you know, i well Look, I drive my wife up the wall with that. <laughs> yeah. No joke.
1: She's gonna listen to this and she'll be nodding her head. She's she'll like, be like hey. if
0: John Long worked for the <laughs> exactly. crime scene investigation unit, he <laughs> would be the one who said, Yeah, we processed, yeah, we no, processed no. this van. <laughs> yeah, we got it done. No, it's good to go. <laughs> but then there's like a dead body in there. Yeah.
1: Oh man, How, I mean you just know when they found like opened up the back door or whatever and Pablo was like, um, hey, uh I didn't leave that there. Yeah, <laughs> that's not mine. <laughs> then they are like, Oh my goodness, you know. Oh man. I don't know, maybe this uh I don't know. Maybe the I would hate to know they like well it's just from December. I say like already went to trial or whatever with yeah. the you know, whatever the case was and they were like, Oh yeah, no, he didn't kill anybody and now there's a body <laughs> because you know <laughs> I think that's bad, real bad. I feel bad for that dude because I would, I put myself in their shoes, and I know I would do something like that. Oh yeah, no, no, I got, yeah, no, it's done, it's done. You just <laughs> keep telling yourself I'm gonna do it later. You know, I get this afternoon after lunch yeah. or whatever, and you never do. Oh man. Oh well, sorry for that dude.
0: Mm, mm,
1: mm. <laughs> Which out of all the problems in Memphis, that's probably a minor one. Memphis has got some serious problems.
0: Well, do you got anything else? or you wanna <laughs> The only other one I was going to do was this
1: uh, student who f- had to flush your emotional support hamster down the toilet.
0: <laughs> Very quickly, this also, this is a listener submission. So, yeah, Mr. Right. Daniel Cable, you get a shout out. Oh, yes. Yeah, second shout
1: out in the show. Yeah, a yeah, two yeah. shout out show uh, for Mr. Cable. Uh, <laughs> okay. He's also
0: the same dude that uh, ate the uh, right. grease pie I was yeah, talking about right. earlier.
1: <laughs> okay. So, uh, in yet another incident involving an attempted transport of an emotional support animal on a commercial flight, a 21-year-old college student flushed pebbles her dwarf hamster down (laughs) down down an airport toilet after Spirit Airlines refused to allow her to bring the animal animal on (laughs) board. So, uh, the student named Belen... At Alaska? I don't know. Anyways, um, she called Spirit a couple of times. They said, "Yeah, it's cool. You can bring your emotional support hamster on." What is an emotional support hamster? I don't know. Now, first of all, <laughs> I'm all for if you got problems and you need a support animal like a dog yeah. or whatever to help you. I'm all for that because I I got friends who are like diabetic, and the dog can tell if their blood sugar is getting low, and you know, of course, you see blind people and all that. But I think a lot of this. Or it's becoming a problem of people saying this is my emotional support animal and I need it, and they just got a pet hamster they want to bring. Well, I
0: remember like a couple months back, I saw a story about an emotional support peacock. Peacock. Right, yes. And I was like, of course they didn't let it on the plane. What do you think this is? Noah Airlines or something? (laughs) You know? Peacocks are annoying,
1: anyways. I know they're (laughs) beautiful. But they are annoying and they poop all over everything. These people do not have a lot of peacock uh, yeah. experience. But this but, is a hamster. Yeah, it's a hamster. Yeah. You know, which I would figure you just put it in your purse or whatever, and <laughs> right. rock on. Don't even ask anybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so when she got to the airport, they were like, "You can't bring it on, sorry." And uh, she says, "A hey, uh, a worker told her that she should either let it go outside or flush <laughs> it down the toilet." <laughs> <laughs> there is no, so, there is no good option here. <laughs> no. what I would do, option bad or option worse. I thought about what I would do. Go put it in the mail, overnight it. You know, in a box yeah. to one of your friends back home. Call them. Hey, I'm sending you little. What was the hamster's name? <laughs> Did it have it in here? Pebbles. I'm pebbles. sending you Pebbles, and, and, you know, it's going to show up, poke a couple holes in the box, just mail it. And tell know? Pebbles, good luck. Yeah. Hey, good luck, luck If to you. make you. it you make it, if you don't, I, you know, we, I can blame it on somebody else.
0: And we've already got a little coffin to bury you in.
1: Yeah. So here's a quote from the girl. It says, she was scared. I was scared. It was horrifying trying to put her in the toilet. Oh, no. I was emotional. I was crying. <laughs> I sat there for a good 10 minutes crying in the stall. Oh, No. I don't know. I don't know that I would flush it. This is how you get a fat bird. (laughs) Anyways, another way you get a fat bird. Yeah. I feel like if I was in her position, which horrible, let me just say, even if it it was her emotional support Mm -hmm. animal or just her pet, and she's trying to play it off like she really needed it, horrible you had to put your pet down. But just snap his neck,
0: all right? Yeah, get it over quick. Don't flush it down the toilet. Well, you know, in the in the in the movie version of Ninja Turtles, not the comic, but in the movie version, that's how you get Master Splinter. That's right. So maybe this, maybe Pebbles will become like a ninjutsu master in the future. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hope um, that happens. Yes, and then come back for bloody
1: revenge. They uh, Delta reports that uh, it flew 250,000 service and support animals last year. Huh. That's up 150% since 2015. But they're so, not going to take a hamster. But they're not take well Spirit won't take a hamster. <laughs> yeah. But they put restrictions on it like uh, huh. several airlines pr- prohibit certain pets from boarding planes such as rodents. Hedgehogs and animals, animals with tusk. <laughs> animals with tusk. The, no uh, animals with tusk on this flight. Right. Which I think the only animal you could take with a tusk on a flight would be like a pig, you know? right? So, and pigs, you know, they can make an all right pet. Well, what but what about a walrus? Yeah, no walrus. <laughs> no, no emotional elef- support walruses. No emotional support elephants. <laughs> uh, you know, and if your boar has tusk, you need to go on and trim those up. Anyway, that's going to cause <laughs> some trouble. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: Oh, well, as always, man, we had some good ones that we didn't get to. Apologize
1: for coughing all the way during the show. I can't help it. I got a tickle in my throat. I don't know what it is. But
0: we're going to try to get into some community news here. And this is a new stinger I come up with. What do y'all think of this? (laughs) Community news. (laughs) I love it. Uh we didn't have any uh, Bigfoot emails this week. I was really bummed yeah, out about that. Um, yeah, but and I actually haven't discussed now. this with you. But again, uh, anybody who's seen Bigfoot or knows somebody who has seen a Bigfoot, please email them right. in. I would kind of like to store up some, and then maybe at some point Let's in the future Bigfoot have show. a special Bigfoot episode. I love it. I love it. So please, you know, go because I'll say this. I have talked to a lot of people who believe in Bigfoot, uh-huh. but I have never personally spoken to anyone who has seen him. Me either. And maybe that kind of feeds my skepticism yeah. somewhat. Right. So, please, if you have seen a Bigfoot, have you seen this man? If you have seen <laughs> Bigfoot, write in Earth uh, earthoddity at planetmail.net. Now, I did watch a documentary called Harry and the Hendersons once. <laughs> yes, and, I've uh, seen that. That's so, classic. You classic.
1: Know, I mean, I feel like that's enough validation for all of us. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> Uh, we are going to quickly buzz through some uh, iTunes reviews that we yes. picked up last week. Uh, Drew Flew, hilarious, five stars. These guys take the weirdest news stories and have great takes on them, laughing out loud a lot. Yeah. Uh, new Watermelon Road, the uh, five stars, the best thing about Mondays. <laughs> I <like> that username. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that could make this better would be twice-a-week episodes, total awesomeness. So maybe we'll get to that at some point. Uh, I've got to get the wife on board. She is, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) She don't like giving me up for a whole hour a week. So lost in Bama. The red pill. You take the blue pill, the story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland. And Tiny and John of Earth Oddity show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. That's a solid one. As for me, I'll take the red pill. Thank you so much, Lost in Bama, for taking the red pill right along with us. That's right. Uh, I've been taking pills a long time. (laughs) DJ Squirrel uh, 481 says, a trip into the unusual. Yes. Uh, Five stars. After hours of searching for a podcast that was clever, clean, and funny, here it is. Witty banter with an attempt at class. Attempt. Thank thank you so much, (laughs) DJ Squirrel. Uh, this podcast is the modern-day equivalent of the 1899 Wild West newspaper. In parentheses, that was a compliment. We <laughs> will take it as such. Yes. If you don't believe my review, listen to the podcast and prove me wrong. Um, thanks, Squirrel. Thank you so much, DJ Squirrel. We want to link
1: wing a lousek, him away. He'll know what that means because <laughs> I know who that is. Okay, All good, right. good, yes. good.
0: And then, uh, Grateful, 1974, all is well, five stars. Mm. So, I enjoyed the podcast. Listened to it on my way back from Hartsel, Alabama, Monday morning. I had biscuits for breakfast, and I was eating them. As I was eating them, I thought about my son. He is 16 today and still has issues eating with his hands. As a toddler, he would hold his fork in the air and use his other hand to grab his food. Today, he still refuses to eat waffles or pancakes with syrup, and I think it's because he doesn't like his hands sticky, which then made me realize he will never have the pleasure of eating biscuits with Golden Eagle syrup. Oh, man. A sad thought indeed. But then I started thinking about my boots. They are comfortable. I do not like footwear that has laces. I enjoyed the podcast. <laughs> so thank you. I love it. <laughs> yeah. That is a Thank great you. one. <laughs> Thank you, Grateful 1974, and here's hoping your sixteen year old son will one day eat some biscuits. I and mean some, at least yeah, if he tries Golden Eagle, Eagle syrup. If you
1: can get him to try once, I'd put yes. it in a syringe and slowly push it in his
0: mouth and then he'd realize it was good. And now for the winner yes. of our movie trailer reviews this week is comes from Figgy McFigface, <laughs> five stars. In a world where the French attack each other over cheap Nutella, John and Tiny battle the forces of boredom and psychos who put pineapple on pizza. (laughs) By being odd, they take on high Canadian police officers and lost Bachelorette contestants. (laughs) So, (laughs) Perfect. Biggie McFigface, you are the winner. Oh, Uh, yes. Just email into the show. I got the tape. There it is. Right
1: here. That's it. Rattling in the case from March 1st, 1969. (laughs) The Grateful Dead to Fillmore West, San Francisco, California. Tape works. I put a video of it in
0: my tape deck in my car because I still have a tape deck in my car. We we need an email from you uh, with your address, where you want us to send the loot to, and uh, um, also where you want your $10 gift card to. Yeah. And uh, then we will email you back a, a secret password. You go put that in your review which I'm pretty sure I know who this is. I'm pretty sure too. But you get your prize, You get your prize. we'll get it to you out as soon as possible. Yes. And you me. know what? I'm feeling generous. I'm going to go ahead and Lost in Bama with the Red Pill Review. You get oh, yeah. a $10. You All don't right. You don't get the cassette, no. but you get a $10 okay. gift card too. Write All us right. in with an address and where you want your $10. If you really want the cassette, I will make a copy of it because <laughs> I still yes. have a
1: two-deck tape, two de- tape deck uh, that I can,
0: I can dub it on. <laughs> All I, right. I, I'm sure I can find a blank tape somewhere. But get your uh, but get your email in before Figgy McFigface yeah. does. Let's go, yes. <laughs> so we don't right. send it out and yeah. you don't
1: get yours. Uh, I'm not giving away all my tapes, all yeah. right? Uh, but yeah, so Earth at
0: PlanetMail.net, and we look forward to uh, getting your prizes out to you. That's right. Also, maybe you're sitting on the couch and you're like, man, I should have, I should have yeah. entered that because there was only a few reviews. i might like, could have won something. Right. Um, you're basically the equivalent of somebody sitting on the couch looking out the window, and there's like a $10 bill laying on the sidewalk. Yeah, right. And you're too lazy to get up there yeah. and walk out there and get exactly. it. Exactly. You just That's let money slip are. through your
1: hands. right?
0: But you know what? I'm giving you another chance. Boom. This week is Valentine's Day. Oh, so the theme yeah. is poetry. Ooh. You go to iTunes. You leave a five-star review with a poem. It can be something like, Roses are Red, Some Stocks are Black, John and Tiny are the Daddy Mac. Okay, As long as it's five okay. stars... You will be entered in a contest, again, for a $10 gift card next week. And uh, I might try to dig up a DVD or something. Okay. We'll see. I mean, I might. Maybe something romance-related. Yeah. Yeah. I've probably
1: got a few widespread panic tapes I can throw out there as well. <laughs> and a box of chocolates. <laughs> yeah. A, but, a very cheap, disgusting box of right. Valentine's chocolates. It'll probably be melted by the time it makes it to you anyways if we have to mail it. But it's free. Yeah, right. So, Stick uh, it in the freezer. It'll use. Yeah, absolutely. I did that with some Reese's Cups. They melted in my car, just the great, in the freezer, perfect, had one big Reese's ball,
0: fat burger, <laughs> <laughs> Reese's so, cup. everybody out there, go list a, give us a five star poetic Valentine's Day review yeah. on iTunes, right? Or if you have have Bigfoot sighting, you want to email on the show, yes. uh, Earthoddity at planetmail right. If you have any Grateful Dead tapes, you just want to get off your hands,
1: I will take them from <laughs> you too. By the way, email us, we'll work out yes. a deal. I'll pay for postage.
0: Well. I feel like this has been a good episode yeah this has been a great episode yeah. right that's a five star episode yeah absolutely five star in a pool so, on. so what, what are you waiting on go do it right that's, now. right that's right uh you can also check us out on instagram we are earth uh, underscore oddity, oddity underscore podcast there we go you can follow us on twitter really uh, nobody's following us on twitter yet i mean i need y'all to follow us on twitter yeah. it's, it's hurting my self confidence <laughs> And go join the Facebook group, because that's where a lot of fun is happening. UFO pictures over Oxford. That's right. We got polls. We got news. We got, you know, contests. General
1: mayhem. It's
0: a blast, and you're missing out if you're not a member. That's right. Um, Go have a great week, everybody, and we look forward to seeing you next week. We're out of here. has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Okay, round two. Name something
1: that's not boring.
0: A laundry?